That's that's I at least they'll have that, right? They'll have experiences to tell you. They'll have experiences, but at the end of the day, Marco, look, I can't get mad at the blue check guy for swooping in, DMing the girl and having her come out to her boat to his boat and then throwing a Because that away. guy, right? That guy has worked oh, probably his entire life or whatever. Harder than just we so can he can imagine. get. So think about just, it, man. Exactly. His ambitions, right, were just simply to get pussy. Exactly. Just That's to it. get bitches. And there was no other ambition other than and how getting bitches, man. How do you? I mean, it's easy to see as a as a younger guy how a younger guy gets mad at that. Well, it's not fair. This no, it's it, it's it's just the law of primes kind of taking its turn on each other. All right. Here's here's a very very smart quote that I want you to remember this when you think about women. I want our viewers to remember this as well. Tomorrow's women are for today's men. And today's women are for yesterday's men. And that cycle just keeps on going. So the young or mid 20 year old man, you're primed for tomorrow's women because that's when you'll be in your prime. That's when you can do the whole one to two DMs and get her on your boat, get her on your jet ski, get her on your party, whatever, right? But today's women are for yesterday's men. So women who are my age are not for women who are not for men who are my age. They are for older men. Vicious cycle is as it? a young man, you get mad at that. But that is what's going to separate you, right? That's that's where the frustration is. What am I gonna do to mm-hmm. get this to get this chick's attention? What do I gotta do? So then what happens? Just like you were talking about, mm-hmm. they go and they, you know, go establish some form of, of social and economic status so they mm-hmm. can get the girl. Right. Because listen, man, a lot of motherfuckers out there are born unfortunate, dude. Oh yes. If you are oh, yes. ugly in this world, dude, you're gonna have it pretty fucking bad. Oh yeah. Now, if even if you're an attractive dude, mm-hmm. you know it might be hard, but things will be things easier. Attractive faces go places. They do, you know? and that's that male, is, whether you're a male or a female, and, and that's that's a hundred percent true. Like it will be more, it will be easier for you if yeah. you're attractive. However, I will say, as a man, that you can't sit there and say, "Well, I'm an attractive young man. I'm going to rely on that." No, that's not going to cut it. You know, you need more than that. You man. need more because than these that. chicks, exactly. man, what happens is in their prime, they date so many men mm-hmm. or they're around so many boys, so mm-hmm. many men. They mm-hmm. see all different types mm-hmm. of, of, of men, all different types. So if they meet you, they're already going to know what type of guy you are. Women aren't stupid, man. Absolutely. They could be OnlyFans bimbos. They could be Instagram hoes. It doesn't matter, man. They are not dumb. Mm-hmm. A woman's intuition is something that you can't fuck around with. That's true. But here's a very good point on that. I want to bring this into into the talk, too. I, I've said this to a couple of guys, and they laugh, and this, it's 100% true. Our So a woman's bullshit raider, which is what I would call that, right? Which yeah. is what, how women can sniff out bullshit from a mile and a minute away, as, as the saying goes, right? Yeah. A woman's bullshit radar is equal to a man's whole door. So remember how we talked about how we can tell when a chick has been easy? There are certain subtle cues. <laughs> yeah. That is the same thing. And I want chicks to really understand that if you think you're going to be you know everywhere essentially you're going to be a hoe in your early 20s in your prime and that's men are not going to be able to see that about you later in life that's 100 percent inaccurate a man can can come to grasp and say okay you've changed your ways right you haven't acted like that in a while and that's all fine and dandy but you are never going to be able to pull the wool over a man's eyes if that's how you were at one point a man can tell that straight away absolutely 
Well, I think you kind of skipped. I guess we got too much into we'll this. Go, you kind of skipped the riffing, intro. We're riffing. Uh, yeah, I guess it's good uh, we did kind of skip the intro. Welcome to the second episode of Duality and <laughs> Mental Health with CJ and Marco. We got a little. Uh, we got off a little early today. So um, first thing, I actually glad you kind of pulled us back there. First thing, I want to say a big thank you from both of us to everyone who has just commented, liked, subscribed across YouTube, Spotify, Instagram. We really thank y'all. That is the reason why we do these videos. That is the reason why we have these talks. And we appreciate the acknowledgement wholeheartedly. So thank you from both me and my co-host, Marco. Um, this is episode number two. As you can tell, we have gotten into a little bit of dating advice concerning the law of primes. DJ, yeah. so why don't you um, tell the audience what exactly is this law of primes oh. that you're about to cover? Oh, you're, you're good, Marco. So law of primes, very, very simple. Man. It's the difference in age, in prime age between a woman and a man. A woman's prime age in terms of when she can attract the most mates is about 18 through 25. A man is about, give or take three years, 35 to 45, essentially. Um, and so how we can go into that is how both sexes are essentially expected to act during their prime age, during their prime season, right? So a woman and kind of the entire Western idea is it it's okay for you to have fun in your 20s. But in my, from my perspective and in retrospect, that is merely aimed more or less at women, not at men. Yeah. And the reason is because that's when they're in their prime season. They can attract the most amount of mates. Yeah. And this is kind of what we were talking about before, right? Men who are in their early 20s, even if you're attractive, even yeah. if you do have something going for you, you have business yeah. on the side, you're working a couple extra jobs, you're making a little bit more money, right? It's not impressive to a woman your age. And you shouldn't be mad at the woman for that. You want to know why? Because as you see as a man in your early 30s, is some... Times I even see when I dip my my toes into dating women my age, right? Women my age, they're seeing guys who are married. They're seeing guys who own houses on the golf course. They're seeing guys who at least maybe not a yacht, but own a boat and can mm -hmm. go out on Lake Ray Hubbard and take them with them and, and their friends. So you as a man, even though you're burning that midnight oil, even though you're working 70 to 80 hours a week, guess what? It's not that impressive. You're still not even part of the six-figure. But it seems like you know? they're impressed by frivolous shit. Oh, of course. Yachts and it's a bunch of materialistic drivel. Of course. There's 100%. no kind of uh, there's development. No there's, no there's no value in what they're looking for. There's no. So honestly, though, mm -hmm. this high-dollar man, right? Mm -hmm. He just seems like a valueless man to me. It is because it is the and the ambitions that you're trying to use as a man, you're trying to get. Trying to get bitches, man. It's mm -hmm. cool if that's your ambition, right? But be honest with yourself at the end of the day. Absolutely. Like, what are your true ambitions? Mm -hmm. And if it's just to chase skirts, that's okay. But don't lie to yourself. Oh, 100%. You know what I mean? 100%. Like, be honest with yourself with what you want. If you're a real, like, top G or you're a real fucking dude, like, you know, hey, you can have some finances. You have your shit in order. Right. And that's what I think really also not just attracts, like, females, but attracts anybody to you, really. Absolutely. You know, it's the way that you have it together. It's, and whether a man is in his prime or not, this is kind of the kind of shit that society pressures us, right? You mm -hmm. have women in their prime, men in their, and then we have us when we're in our prime. But ultimately, though, right, a man's journey, a woman is already told how valuable she is. Absolutely. A man has to find his value Absolutely. in his life. Mm -hmm. And that's why I believe dude, we fuck around with, we fuck off what, most of our adult life, all throughout our 20s and maybe about our fucking early, mid, mid 30s. Mm -hmm. So that's why a man essentially peaks because 
He's been through all the bullshit. He's been through all the rejection. He's ready to fucking if you he's think real ambitious, he'll be he'll already have established himself at an earlier time. Mm-hmm. But he'll be fucking, you know, by the time But he'll, he'll be, be within that prime yeah, age exactly. of thirty five to forty five, exactly. where he's like, bitch, you know, exactly. look at me. I got all my finances in order. I go I got the house, I got the car, yeah. I got the boat. I don't but have it kids. also solely, I, but mm-hmm. it also solely relies on the individual. Absolutely, it it one hundred percent comes back down to the. And individual. the problem That's though, CJ, the problem with all this bullshit is we're social media, bro. Yeah, you know, think about it, man. We're on here all the time. We see people live. You know, you got the Damblazarians of the world, like mm-hmm. you know, no, not trying to like spread any hatred out there, trying to name drop anyone particularly, but he's a mm-hmm. good example to use because. He goes out there. He's on fucking boats. He's got oh, the. Yeah. He's the whole epitome like, of the song "Boats and Hoes," right? Oh, yeah. Like he's showing you a lifestyle. And I don't want to come off as some hater, man. More power to him. But like, it's no different than Kim Kardashian or Cardi B, the ones that are in, so the Damblazarians of the world, or the or, you know, or you know, I know well, right now his name's a little controversial, but Andrew Tate's of the world, right? Like, absolutely, they're giving you a glimpse of this lifestyle that they, you know, already have. Hold on, let's. I, I want to make a sub point on that though. Let's get into this though. How is Kim Kardashian? How is Cardi B? How is Meg The Stallion looked at in the eyes of? The I'll tell you one thing: all they're, three of them well, bimbos got in common, CJ. Oh, we all know this. They're fucking hoes, and they're nasty as shit. And that's but how they got famous. But let's, but let's, let's, let's get past that. How is it looked at by society? It's okay. It's cool. When you look at Dan Blazarian, Andrew Tate, yes, they are controversial for other reasons other than the lifestyle that they yeah. that they display. Yeah, that that's a hundred percent true. But they are always demonized way more than Kim Kardashian, who got famous off of doing porn, mind you, with Ray J. Who, yeah, here's the know, thing, though, CJ. I, don't, I think any sensible person, though, don't essentially have respect for people like that. Well, no. I no. mean, I but mean, because it's in the media, right? I mean, the media always has, man. They're always biased about something. They have a course. bias. They of get course. bought out by politicians or a mm-hmm. certain side or whatever, so they're going to push a narrative. Of course. And right now, the narrative is, Pro woman, everything, yeah. right? If you don't if believe you take, all women, like you know, like right now, there's probably people maybe watching this podcast that think you're a fucking misogynist for saying such a fucking vile thing. Oh, how how could I? You know what I mean? <laughs> so like now, wouldn't you find it an insult, right? What I find insulting is the fact that now women like this could get ahead, right? Like a chick can go and post a picture of her doing a duck face, get hundreds and hundreds of likes, get that blue check, get in. that blue check, mm-hmm. and then get like sponsorships, model mm-hmm. offers, mm-hmm. and it's an insult to the models who actually have to fucking bust their ass. Oh yeah, lose weight. Take all the flack. Tried to do it the more traditional route. Yeah. I actually know someone from high school like that. That is a cover girl model. A real model, right? A real model. exactly. Like, a real model who diets, who was the female valedictorian. Disciplined as fuck, probably. Disciplined as fuck. Oh, she's a valedictorian? The female valedictorian. I need to meet this bra. She was, like, (laughs) number three, I think, in our grade, right? She was a female valedictorian. She, I mean, granted... Her family had connects. I think her mom was was a cover girl model, and she definitely yeah. took after her mother. You know, long legs, lengthy legs, uh, Puerto Rican, exactly. tall, a yeah. lot of legs, looks very slim, very much hourglass figure. So she definitely had the makings there. But the point is she was very disciplined, right? And I, yeah, She did so much shit that she didn't want to do in life. We talked about this last episode about how that builds character, right? She did so much stuff like that every day. She came... From freaking New Jersey to our college me, prep Can school. I base something off that? Because I'll probably lose yeah. my train of thought. Yeah, go ahead. At least her failures. And I, th- I believe uh, even, you know, it was Andrew Tate that even said this. He had a good point. It was like, even if you compete, right? Let's say you compete in a sport mm-hmm. and you fail. Mm-hmm. You still get stronger. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's just like your friend there. Mm-hmm. She may fail to be a model, but she still developed a lot of character. 100%. But it's still unfair. And that's going to benefit her later but down this, the road. But this, though, CJ, mm-hmm. right, the core issue, the, what, the point I'm trying to make mm-hmm. is this law of primes. Right. Right? It falls into societal standards. Absolutely. Because, you know, these girls are, you know, being told, oh, well, you know, you can have it easy. All you got to do is find a rich guy. Mm-hmm. Or you can have it easy. All you got to do is, you know, party on this yacht. Or they're getting loads and loads of attention, you know. And honestly, man, I just it, it's just a lot of motherfuckers are jealous, bro. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's, it's, it's cool. a jealousy thing. But it's kind of in a rightful way. But you can't really be mad at him for capitalizing on, on doing this because, dude, this is a societal thing. Social media is always showing you ass. It's always showing you titties. That's, it's that's always throwing pornography in your face. And, it's, and what it does is it devalues men mm-hmm. because we're sitting there, oh, oh if you show mm-hmm. me your ass, oh, I don't swiping. really know how to talk to girls, but here's the money for breathing. Yeah, yeah pretty you much. Know? <laughs> you know, and actually uh, that's something I do want to really touch on if we're going to make this law of primes point. It's very, very – for men and for women, okay? If we're going to try and spin this into dating advice, the dating advice that essentially is the same for both parties is actually the same reasoning for both parties, just two different ends of that same reasoning, if that makes sense. And so, I was telling CJ also, it's all based off of experience. Mm-hmm. So these relationship things, like, sure, I can probably give advice, but I can't guarantee you the advice I give you will work because you have to go out there and develop your own experience. That's the thing with all these pickup artists, right? I don't want to go as far as to say as they're phony, but most of them are fucking phony. You know what I'm saying? But (laughs) it's like you have to be – this is where your instincts as a man, your very nature as a man has to come into play, and you have to go out and fucking go get rejected, you know? And then overall, while you get rejected, you start to develop the conditioning to not care about getting rejected, so you go shoot your shot. And then maybe this advice that some of these bullshit pickup artists give you might actually work or bit, you know you whatever know. sure might work because you're a lot more confident and you're a lot more authentic in yourself that these chicks will probably see that and then just maybe maybe you know they might give you the time of day you know what i'm saying possibly but keep in mind you know when you take advice from someone you always have to look at the source so the way the reason i give advice the way i do to men who are a little bit younger than i or in the same age group than i when it comes to dating is because you have to look at where it's coming from. It's coming from someone who does have a couple businesses on the side, has always had a lucrative part-time job, et cetera, et cetera. It's not coming from someone who just works a nine to five, goes home and plays video games. So if you're not that person, or if you're not at least ambitious, I wouldn't take this advice. If you are an ambitious young man, I would use the law of primes to your favor and date women who are not in their prime. So code, what does that mean? That means date older women. So yes, don't date the eight to 10, the dime that's your age. Don't shoot out of your league pretty much. Date a MILF. (laughs) (laughs) I I can't really fucking doubt you there, MILF's right. I mean, (laughs) come on, man, like I'm telling you, you'll have a lot better of a time. I can tell you that from personal experience. The first date I ever went on, Marco, that was actually like what I would consider all around a good date and has nothing to do with even hooking up or anything like that was when I dated my first older chick now about two years ago and she was 32, 33. And that was the first time I ever felt and mutual. And if, if I can respect. ask you, man, like what, what like drove you to 
date older women? What do you like about older women as opposed? Well, I mean, obviously, you, I've don't, have had, to, you don't have to answer why I've, you don't like women your two age. Things, two I things. I get that, but two things. I've always had that, and I won't even go on chicks my age because it has nothing to do with them. To be okay, okay, with you. it, it really doesn't. I, I've always been attracted to older women. I've always had that that like milf fantasy, I guess, whatever you want to call it, like since high school. But can you recall like when and why that happened? Oh yeah, I can. I can recall exactly when and why. When that Stifler's happened. mom. When I <laughs> <laughs> when I when I first gotten out of college, I tried dating an older woman, and to my surprise, because she was very attractive, she let me hook up with her. But guess what? I I found myself on the ass end of that oh, spectrum. Man, but that's what's so, so good about older women, man. They are so well, spontaneous. Well, she let me hook up with her. I, I thought maybe we we liked each other because we also got along a yeah. little bit. Asked her out to dinner. She just flat out told me no. She was nice about she it. She just wanted she to She was you. nice about it. I mean, like, I'll be straight. Like, she was actually very nice about it. She's like, I'm, you know, you're a little too young for me. And what that meant, code, was, hey, you're 22 years old. You're still living in your mom's house. Like, She's like, no, I just wanted to ride the young stallion. I just wanted to take it out for one ride. Easy, easy on asking me to dinner and all this shit. <laughs> right. So that's what kind of what kind of spurred me to um to date older women or why I wanted to always actually date older women. But ironically enough, you know who really like tipped me off to that and why I started dating older women? Who? Was your boss. My boss. Yes, at your job, which I will not name her name or the job. Oh. <laughs> However, you know exactly. She does give my, the best advice. She man. told me straight. She's an angel, you know, that woman. She told me straight. And this woman is like 50, 60 years old. And she, mind you, she's super fucking shredded. She, uh, and she's super conservative and very nice, too. She told me straight, you need to date someone in their 30s. <laughs> so like I was complaining about it. I was complaining about how dissatisfied I was with chicks my age, and she was like, "Oh no, someone like you, you need someone in their 30s." And I was like, "You know what? You know what, Missy? I'm gonna try that." And I did, and it was a great. It, it was great advice. It, it it really was. You finally get to go on a date with someone who you find you just physically attractive. The same ever since, huh, CJ? Well, oh like, man, your whole world was just turned. Oh upside yeah. Down. Oh yeah. Are you kidding me? I've never been. You got a re- taste of that sweet I, old honey. Well, well, because here's here it is. At the end of the day, let let's like yes, my ex is very attractive. She's a milf, but like let's throw that out of the picture. When you as a man finally get that respect on the date, when you when you finally get more than just a woman sitting there on their phone for seventy to seventy five percent. Do of the you? Time, let me ask you this, DJ. Do you feel like she addressed you? Absolutely. Better as a person than any other chick in, that you in think every you would have dated in your every age. sense. Yes, she made me feel more like a man. Even when she would do stuff like try and pay the bill, she would make me feel like a man. She <laughs> would try and pay the bill for me, and I'd be like, "No, like you're not doing that. I'm way more of a traditional guy than most dudes are my age. I'm not going to sit here and go out with an older woman who's making money just to take advantage of that." I'd no wonder, tell her no that. wonder she wanted you to marry her, dude. Well, I mean, she also wanted me to marry her within a month, so that's why that didn't work out. Yeah, um, you'd be surprised. Some people go for it. Some people take I that. Don't leap. know if I'm going to put that in. It's like to charged. me that that's like a leap, man. That's like when you know the scenes of Matrix when Morpheus jumps out the window, <laughs> Neo catches him. Hey, oh, hey, oh, except you jumping out that window, and Neo ain't there to catch you, it's man. Like that, it's like that meme. It's like that meme of the husky jumping off the cliff, and it's like decisions made in, in anger can't. I didn't be really undone. watch that meme. I didn't really see that meme. That meme with the with the dog. You'll it's have like to a, show me when the show's like, over. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, I got yeah. You. But getting back to what we were saying, 
my dating advice is coming from a guy like myself. But if you don't fall in that category or if you are seriously a 40-something-year-old dude listening to this, don't even listen. Your time to is up. If you're time listening is to up, this and you're your past prime, the age of 45. Your prime is gone you know, already. You like you, you missed your chance. Just like I would tell a woman who missed her chance when she was 18 to 28. I will tell a guy who's now 40, 43, who's bitching about life. You missed your chance. The ship has sailed. Yeah, because if you spent all that time bitching in your 40s, that means you've probably been bitching your whole life. You're never going to change. You didn't do anything At that about point, it. you are set in your ways. So I actually think that's a great segue. Let's talk about being ambitious. And let's talk about the, the perks of being ambitious, especially for men. As I just stated, you know... It, well, what, it, is, what does ambition mean to you, CJ? Ambition means you have something, whatever that thing is, that you get up every day and it drives you. Whatever that's a higher purpose, Andrew Tate has said, has given three examples, and I think they are very good because it lends to everyone. God, right? But let's say not everyone believes. That's fine. Yeah. You don't believe in the good book. You don't believe in God. Cool. Spirituality. Not everyone believes in spirituality. A lot of people will sit there and argue spirituality and religion are the same thing. They're completely different, right? Okay, throw that out the window if you don't believe that either. There's one thing no one can deny, your ancestors. You're sitting here watching this video or sitting here in this room or sitting in your car listening to this podcast. Your ancestors have done something. There has been somewhere down your family lineage where your ancestors had to survive some shit. There is not one person on this earth that can go back and say, yeah, my ancestors were never affected by hook. World War One, World War Two, the, uh, let's see, influenza, 1918. You can take it all the way back to the freaking bubonic plague. No. If you're sitting here, if you're alive, there was someone in your family that had to overcome something, that had to survive, essentially. So, and now, here we are in 2023, and nobody really has to use those instincts anymore. Well, guess what? That's why it's, not, that's why it's adv advantageous to be ambitious, and if you want a higher power, a higher purpose, to be ambitious, to be dedicated, you should at least look at your ancestors. Because there's no there's no argument. Someone can't tell me I don't believe in that. Someone no, like yeah, you're but sitting see, here. See, anybody with a feeble mind is going to say though that their ancestors had to endure that, not them. You know, it's, it's so you're easy, gonna make it's easy to take for granted. You're though. gonna make that sacrifice going. But it's vain. easy to take advantage you know, though, man. Like, like look, look who built our country, right? And it's easy to take that for granted. Right. You know, it was built by a bunch of immigrants. Right. You know. And it, it's been a, it was a great prosperous country, but now what? We don't have to hunt for food anymore. We don't have to. We motherfuckers can just door dash things now. Things I'm just delivered and <laughs> now they have motherfucking drones that can drop it off now, dude. It defeats the entire purpose for of real. what we're supposed to do as humans. For real, I, absolutely. And and you know that's why it's it's very very scary the trap that you can fall into in modern day Western society where you're just not ambitious. You know you hear a lot about in these podcasts that a lot of men have just given up. The average man. Well, a lot of men, up. though, CJ, haven't really, and that's the whole point of our show, right? Is to mm -hmm. try to ho hopefully we can shine a light in men and women alike, and help introduce them to ambition, right? Because mm -hmm. a lot of people don't know any better. They mm -hmm. don't know how to be ambitious. They don't have a path. They weren't ever taught. You know, I need to walk well, this think, path. I need to find this way. I think in a lot of ways, society piles on top of that. Not even just third wave feminism. Not even coming at it from that aspect. You look at the demasculization of men. You look at the fact that like men make these videos about how to like put on makeup and like, oh, it's okay to do this and, and be extremely feminine and to cry. And it's like, no, look, it, like I understand 
Trust me, as a man. See, look, every man, every man once in a while needs yeah. to cry, needs to let out emotion. Yeah, it, it, it's natural. We're human. But beings. here's the thing about that, though, CJ. It's okay for them to do that, you know, because hey, it's free platform, whatever, right? But it's whenever it becomes conveyed to the point where they try to normalize it and try to tell mm -hmm. people like you mm -hmm. and me that we're histophobes oh. or we're this and that because we think that man's a fucking Dude, bitch. There, there was a whole there was a whole thing not not too long ago, about a year or two ago, where. It was actually this entire war between, you know, quote unquote, and I hate even saying this because it's it's so racial. It's not even funny. The black community and the trans community, the trans community between both of them. Yeah. So basically, the trans community was saying that the black community is transphobic because black man won't black men won't sleep with. Trans. Oh, that's a fucking. I'm like, are you out of your? Mind? Oh, that's because, a reach. They're just mad because I'm, black black male dude. They, I think. I mean, you're you're half black, right? Yeah, absolutely. So it's like what they they use that term, the DL. Yes. Do you not understand, like, black, black men, dude, they will fucking, they will knock you out in a minute just for fucking acting gay. That, no shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like so when, when, when they come with It this, reminds me of that skit that Dave Chappelle said. Remember when he was talking about how he was smoking around a white boy mm -hmm. and they put a fucking banana up his ass and shit? <laughs> <laughs> God, I love that special, dude. Yeah, that, dude, he is really a, a, what a fucking legend. A philosopher oh, and I a know. comedian. He, he is, he man. Is he great, is a dude. philosopher disguised as a comedian, He is man. amazing. But, like, dude, that's why, like, this shit about men not being traditionally masculine, men not being ambitious, which kind of does all go together, is, I think, poison in a lot of but ways. But, CJ, it's progressivism. Fuck that. At the end of the, yeah, <laughs> at the end of the day, no, it's hurting society as a whole. Because when you have tra traditionally masculine, traditionally ambitious men, what you will have is a safer society. Yeah. Because if you are traditionally masculine, you are supposed to protect others that cannot protect themselves. If some shit is going down in a store yeah. and a woman is getting beaten, right? Or no, no, let's use the age-old example. An old woman is getting robbed for her purse. Yeah. What is a traditional man supposed to do? You're supposed to go and you're supposed to tackle that dude who's robbing her, beat the, sh the shit out of him, and give the old lady her purse. Oh, after that, you go to jail, bro. Don't do that. You go to jail. Oh, you yeah. yeah jail, now, that's that's what I mean. Now you do that, you might be, if, you, if you're living in California or New York, you're asking to be in jail for a night. So why do you think, <laughs> right? Why do you think most people in those states, not just men, women too, will just sit there and just record? They won't do anything. Man, but that right. just sounds like it's just, it's just been something that's just been instilled, man. It's Absolutely. just a bunch of like Absolutely. lost sheep. It has been you know, instilled. It's like, it, if you think about the way it is, nobody really teaches anybody how to like think for themselves. It's, you don't it's, fucking know, bro. It's, it's one of the, the most eye-opening things, and I can tell you, from spending about $250,000 on a private university and an additional $38,000 in loans. They, they, yeah. Damn, boy. They <laughs> That's private university, boy. You ain't talking to public now. You're talking to private you. Talking private you. Talking 40, 45 talking a year. You, huh? When I was going, it was exactly $47,000 a year. That's when I was a freshman. When I got out as a senior, it was 53 already. You paid 53 Gs. No, no, because... Hold on, you paid 47 Gs. I paid 47 because... To never they, be taught how to use your brain. Exactly. And not do taxes and not do finances and not do... And investing. I'm supposed to be a fool because I don't have a college degree. Exactly. Even though you are talking to someone who has a dual major in clinical biology and business administration and cannot tell you how to do their taxes.